Blues. My name is Steve Flipman, joined as always by Emily Cannell, Dan Bopone. I ask you both, Dan, starting with you, what's your favorite sandwich? You know, I would probably say either a cheesesteak or a, like a nice chicken parm sandwich. Mm. Um, Where's your favorite place to have? Sandwich? Definitely. Wait, you think it's its own category? Yeah. A cheesesteak? That's a I sandwich. mean, like by definition, it's a sandwich. But if you ask me a favorite sandwich, I won't say cheesesteak because I also have a favorite cheesesteak, which I feel like gives it its own level of thing. Now, Dan, um, where do, where is your favorite place to get both of those sandwiches? So, in the suburbs, my favorite place to get a cheesesteak is um, at a place called Afamados, which is at the corner of Egypt and Trooper Road, um, and it's delicious. Uh, in which the, suburb is that? Uh, well, I mean, it's Montgomery County. Okay. It's in like Collegeville, kind of. Okay. Got it. Um, in the city, uh, so it's just kind of been where I live. So when I lived in Spring Garden, I would get cheesesteaks at, you know, I haven't been on like cheesesteak tours. I would get mm-hmm. cheesesteaks at, um, uh, was was uh, Kellyanne's on Spring Garden Street at like 16th. It's a bar and they have great cheesesteaks. And then uh, now that I'm on South Street, uh, I've only had a cheesesteak like two places around here. I had Ishka Bibbles, which was fine. And I had I had it from a, a like bar restaurant called Founding Fathers. And that was a very good one. So that's probably my place right now. I haven't found a chicken parm place yet around here, though. So if anyone has any recommendations, please let me know. Great. Emily, your favorite uh, sandwich, and I know that you've already started this off by saying cheesesteak is disqualified, but um, go ahead. It's more of like a hoagie than a sandwich. Uh, okay, so then hoagie is disqualified as well in your eyes. I mean, if you asked me my favorite sandwich, I wouldn't say Italian hoagie. I would, that's a whole different thing. Now, is it because um, the bread is connected? I think it's because it's on a different roll. Yeah. Interesting. Um, so wait, like, da- when Dan said chicken parm sandwich, were you furious at that as well? No, because you go put a chicken parm sandwich on like a Kaiser roll, or between two pieces of bread. No, like I think I, when I hear when I hear sandwich, I think it's on a hoagie roll. Oh no, I think of like ciabatta, peanut butter jelly. Oh, I think peanut bread. butter jelly is great, but I think sandwich is like a hoagie. Oh no, I think they're different. Hmm. I was thinking that those would be allowed because my first my mind goes to. Cheesesteak hoagie, chicken parm. <laughs> That's exactly what Which my is fine. Said. I can answer that question. This is a different question than what. Okay, but tell me what you were gonna say. What were you gonna say? Like turkey cheese? No, like a Reuben. Oh, interesting. Or like a BLT. Those are you don't get those on hoagie rolls. Okay. They're strict bread sandwiches. And I think I remember you saying your cheesesteak place is Jim's Fourth and South, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't have a suburb cheesesteak place, so I'm open to uh, recommendations in the uh, Havertown area if anyone has them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, um, yeah, and Jim's Fourth and South near your old workplace, famous yeah. dates. Who, who has yeah. a really good BLT and a really good Rufin? Mm. They have really thick cut bacon there. It's really good. Good, good like rye bread over there. Yeah. And good blintzes for the Jews. Good blintzes. I don't know that I ever had one, but I trust you. I'm sure you didn't, Emily. Don't worry. We weren't going to think you were Jewish. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Um, all right. Let's go ahead and get into the episode. Um, this week, the um, I guess the worst news of the week here was the uh, strange... Uh, press release by the um, Brooklyn Nets and the boardroom, uh, Kevin Durant's, I guess, TV show. I don't really know. Um, this was released by, I guess, Joe Sai. Uh, well, I don't know who released it because it, it's in the first person. Steve Nash and I, together with Joe Sai, Clara Wu Sai, 
met with Kevin Durant, who wrote this? I don't understand. Met with Kevin Durant and Rich Kleiman in Los Angeles today. We have agreed to move forward with our partnership. We are focused on basketball with one collective goal in mind, build a lasting franchise to bring a championship to Brooklyn. So this was uh, early in the week. They, uh, Kevin Durant basically packed up shop on his trade request and was like, ah, all right. Well, it was like the, ah, uh, well, nevertheless, for his trade request, he was like, um, they're not trading me. And literally, he was like, trade me. They put a very high uh, asking price uh, on him as well they should. Uh, teams weren't meeting it at least right away or, or not meeting what they were asking for. And then they met and he said, okay, well, fire the coach and GM. And they said no. And he said, okay, well, I guess I'll play. <laughs> and that's like the end of it. And it's like, this is like kind of, for me, embarrassing for Durant that he like didn't have more of an impact here or that teams didn't pony up enough to get him or that, I don't know, that like this didn't even last a training camp. But he's going back. I'm like disappointed that this Brooklyn team is just going to kind of stay together, at least for now. But I, I, you know, I'm not really worried about them. Like it seems like the vibes could not possibly be worse for a basketball team. Um, but certainly disappointing for me. Uh, Emily, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, disappointing, but I never really thought that we would have had like the package to get him. So I guess it would have, you know, I mean, him saying in the nets with bad vibes is better than him going to a team that we have to play a bunch and then them having right. good vibes. So I guess in the end, it's not the worst thing that could happen. It's not the best thing, but it's not the worst thing. So I'll take something in the middle. That's fair. Yeah, it's not like he's on Miami or Boston. And it seemed like the teams that could have most likely gotten him at this point were Eastern Conference teams. Like um, the Phoenix thing after Aiton resigned and was off the table to be traded for a while seemed pretty remote. Dan, what were your thoughts? I know that you were most optimistic about him landing in Philly. Um, what were your thoughts when this came out? Yeah, I, I thought that, that they had somewhere like a 5%, 5 to 10% chance, probably closer to 5 to get him, um, which sounds really low, but, like, I don't know, for the Sixers to get Kevin Durant with, like, almost nothing besides Maxi, I was I felt, like, pretty high, like, relatively. Um, but, no, I mean, we knew it wasn't likely, and I, I agree, you know, it's it could have been a lot worse. He could have been a Celtic. Um, and I think, uh, yeah, that Nets team is, is definitely going to, uh be a, be, a, be a weird situation and um yeah it's it's mostly time to start thinking this is the roster we're gonna go into the season with and have take through most of the season i know that um you know we've heard like you know keith has mentioned that there could be another like major move for the sixers but like keith also said that matisse Thybul is eligible for a max extension this upcoming summer so like, trading matisse for like something small could be a major move according to him so uh, that's honestly what I would think it is. Um, so I, I don't think um, I don't think we'll we'll see anything too big, and and I'm fine with that. I mean, Matisse is gone. I think we're all happy, and um, you know now I can you know kind of enjoy the Tyrese Maxi stuff more now, knowing that I you know am more confident he'll be here um, because even I am happy we still have Maxi. I, I would have been really sad to see him go, even though. You know, I thought it was very clearly the right thing to do. I mean, he's one of the most likable athletes that has ever been in the city um, in my time being alive. Uh, and uh, he, he's awesome. So I that's where I'm at, too. It's like, you know, it definitely it definitely could have been worse and probably would have been if it didn't happen this way. I mean, like the more likely thing if KD did get traded was it wasn't going to be to the Sixers and it was going to be to a team, you know, that, that we were contending against. But. Yeah, it would have been cool to see him as a sixer. And it was cool that we, you know, were mentioned with him at all. Um, I kind of think it kind of speaks a bit to, um, you know, what the, what the team has been able to build uh, around Joel, even though they haven't really had success. Like they've still become a place where we've now had, you know, in the last, what, eight months to, you know, like to Harden, it may be on the decline, right? But like two former MVPs, um, arguably like still in in their like Durant still in his prime and Harden maybe end of his but like still in it like still a top 20 player in the league 
ask, you know, either to come specifically to Philadelphia and Harden's case or, you know, to have them be a, a good option in Durant's case among like four teams mentioned. So um, I think that's really cool. And uh, it would have been cooler to get him. But yeah, of course, it could have been worse. Um, speaking of uh, potential moves, today Mark Stein put out in his sub stack that uh, uh, the Sixers are sniffing around Markeith Morris. Now, Markeith Morris, of course, the worst of the Morris twins, uh, had recently been petitioning on his Twitter or Instagram to play for the Sixers, saying that he had, has been wanting to play for them for a while. He's from Philadelphia. Um, gets in a lot of like near fights on the court um uh you got a horrible neck injury from Jokic shoving him in the back yes people don't like to talk about that people I mean Jokic people love Jokic you just love the guy it's impossible to know why but they do hard to tell who was wrong in that situation but um yeah there's just you know nothing you know just chalk it up as a foul and we move on um so Marquise Morris, I, I I don't think he's very good. I, I like I know that he's like toughness guy, but like I, I don't really think that we just need to like sign a guy so that we can flagrant foul people more often. Like you know, it doesn't do much for me to sign him. He's from here, and I guess that's fun. Like, but Niang is way better than him in terms of like actually playing minutes. Like uh, you know. He, he seems like he would be a way better defender, but I don't think in actuality that he is, you know, and he's a way worse shooter. Like, you know, I, you know, doesn't, I, I'm not, I would not be excited about signing him. I think, it, it, you know, for comedy's sake, I'd rather sign Mello. I think that's more fun. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not interested in working Morris. Dan, any thoughts on him? Not really. I don't, I, I'm, you know, he barely he played, you know, 17 games last year and, um, you know, it wasn't like I was watching all of those games um, and he missed a ton of time. He's getting older. I, I honestly have no clue what he has left. Like, I, I couldn't guess. Um, and it's not like, you know, he was a star to begin with. He, he was a helpful player at his best. Um, but, yeah, I, I really wouldn't know what to expect. I would think that the, the, the Sixers have a much better idea than I would. Um, and so if they signed him, I could maybe talk myself into it. But, uh, you know, if they don't, I'm not going to be upset about it either. I, I, I really have no idea on this one. I, I wouldn't mind signing Mello. I think that could be, at the very least, kind of interesting. Um, and I'd probably prefer that. Uh, I mean, the one thing with, with Morris is you get another, another, you know, like you said, like a quote-unquote tough guy. Now, I don't know how helpful he actually is in that way. Um, I don't know how much that matters, but it, it has been a thing the Sixers have seemed to have needed in the playoffs the last couple of years. It seems to be part of why, you know, Embiid wanted PJ Tucker. Um, but, you know, I, I, I guess it, it all comes down to, you know, if the Sixers think he has anything left. And based on the fact that no one has signed him, it doesn't seem like anyone really thinks so because, you know, I, it, it seems like he would go somewhere on the minimum. Um, and obviously to the Sixers, it would be on the minimum and no, no team has, has jumped at the opportunity to get him at that. So. Yeah. Um, I was going to say something. No, it's gone. Emily, any thoughts on Marquis Morris? Oh, um, I got it. Go ahead. I will say, I think Melo absolutely hated his time in Houston, uh, when, when he signed to that Harden team. So I don't know how much of that uh, remains, but I, that's just a, a, a piece of it. Uh, Emily, any thoughts on working for us? Um, I agree, like mostly with Dan said, like if he had value, I think people would really be snatching up. But that being said, I think we've probably signed worse people on the minimum and like worse people before. So like, I don't really care. It's not like this is, that would be like the make or break signing or that roster spot would be the make or break roster spot. So like, whatever. Be less than we paid Mike Scott. So there you go. Um, okay. Now this is going to be one of my favorite parts of the podcast. Um, Emily, I don't know what your perspective on this, on this whole thing was. Well, I could see see most of it. Okay, great. I don't know Um, what happened. I had to get okay, Jordan I'll to try to. to me. <laughs> I'm blocked. I don't know what I did. 
Okay. I shouldn't have mentioned you in my speech. Um, somebody put out a, um, a workout video, like the first Matisse-Thibault workout video, and it's him dribbling two balls, messing up halfway through it, giggling, and he's, and he's like... He's losing the ball. He's dribbling to his shoulder, yeah. He's, he's dribbling around, and he's, and he's giggling around, and, <laughs> and, and it's like flames, flame emoji, and it's like, uh-oh, you know. Look out for Matisse this year. Dan quote tweets and and says something. Dan, you can interject whatever, but you say something like "this sucks" or something, something like that. Like I, I, I think like, I said like "looks bad." <laughs> <laughs> so, so now Matisse, no matter how much you love him, like he sucks at dribbling. Like in terms of NBA players, obviously, like he's that's he something he's dribbling really for a college whenever he gets player. the ball like he can't dribble like no but whenever he gets the ball like it's like a it's almost funny like it's like it's a grenade like he he gets a million steals and then he immediately like tosses it as far as he can away from him because he's he's afraid he's going to cough it up it's just it's a problem that he has um if you were charitable you'd say it's good that he's working on his dribbling but that was not like a super impressive video dan snarkily <laughs> quote tweets that says this is bad i dm dan and i and i just make a joke and i'm like he should have this taken down this is not a finished product yet. whatever so people get angry at dan and and say to help me out here start saying to you like he's actually a good dribbler is that right no they're saying that they're saying that I can't know if he's doing a good job at this drill or not because I'm not an NBA level basketball player or an NBA level trainer <sighs> Which is like, by by that sense, like if like I think I tweeted this, like if if Kyrie Irving and DeAndre Jordan are both doing a dribbling drill, and I say that Kyrie Irving looks better, you're gonna tell me that I I can't I I can't possibly know that. Like I how how would I know because I'm not in the NBA. Like, okay, one guy says to Dan, who's I guess a big Matisse fan, who I've come to learn be like the Liberty Baller Slack is a bit of a talker online but says to dan like who's very angry at dan um and people get mad at dan online sometimes which is fun but he says people to dan, hate me <laughs> he says to dan i'll play i wish i could read it but i'm blocked he says to dan something like uh, does anybody have a screenshot he says something like i'll play your whole podcast and you guys won't like you won't score a point. He wants to play us in three person, <laughs> three on one. Now, I don't know that he knew. Drew's fucking blocked. God damn it! We're all. Wait, blocked. I'm gonna try and get okay. it. Hold on. We'll keep okay. talking, and then I'll I, read it when I get it. really the last thing I'd like to do is misquote this person. Um, <laughs> he wants to play us. I guess four on one. I mean, we're not gonna. No, Drew's gonna rap. That's true. I did propose a Drew Kraft. And I mean, Drew is going to have a generous whistle for us. Um, he wants to play us three on one. And he claims that we're not going to score a point. I listen, I'll fucking take this kid at one on one. I don't give a shit. I'm, I'll play this kid. I play all the time. This is not a kid. This is but a grown man. This is a grown man. This is a grown a man telling you that he, he didn't like your opinion on Mr. <laughs> Bible. So he wants to play you and your friends one-on-one three-on-one in a basketball game and he if he is better that proves that he's better at life i'm not i'm not sure what he was thinking he was proving. no i it, prov- it proves that matisse is good at dribbling i guess so <laughs> listen it's simply implausible that we wouldn't score once i mean even if he's really good at basketball we're gonna score once right like put put me under the rim Emily point guard, Dan on the wing. He's covering somebody, babe. Like, where is this guy? He's what is he got the longest wingspan in America? He's got to be somewhere. I, Somebody's I'm wide sure. open. I think we. I think we could score a point. I think, I think three on one we could score a point against almost anyone. <laughs> so I I reply to him and I say, listen, friend. You first of all, you seem like a ton of laughs. You seem like a lot a lot of fun. Second of all, let's play like we're absolutely going to score a point. So if you want to lay some cash down, let's play. Um, 
and Matisse is bad at dribbling and everyone knows that who watches him. Um, and then I tagged, this is my mistake. I tagged Emily and Drew and I was like, let's set it up. Like, let's do like a doodle for our schedules and like, let's make it happen. Emily, what do you think? We'd absolutely score on this guy, right? I mean, yeah, I think like just the math of a three-on-one basketball game. Come on. You would leave two players open at any time. And so I just think it would be like it would make more it would be possible very possible to score a basket quite easily absolutely i mean just man anymore it's just math and and also when he's got the ball we'd suffocate him steal it fast break on the other end i assume we're playing full court (laughs) and and any uh any any more thoughts on this no i mean i i i don't know i legitimately feel bad for someone who is that angry i think it was friday morning like i was just like yeah it was friday morning like i was in class so i was just like kind of doing whatever but he's like spending his friday morning that angry at like me saying that matisse Thibel looked bad in the dribbling drill and and then thought that like his like way to like show me up was to challenge us to a game of basketball this was an adult like i was like i don't I can't like I like I just can't even like comprehend what is being said to me right now and like I really hope this guy like enjoys the rest of the day more than he is this morning because no one having a good morning gets that worked up about that and then thinks that the best way to handle it is to play three-on-one basketball. Last question is when are you guys free to do this because I can take a mega bus I can be there and we can figure out a sort of a neutral court situation but um i'm down i mean could be a safety issue he he might not seem totally hinged but um <laughs> i don't you know um i think maybe we could do a halftime show situation if we reach out to one of the pr guys with the sixers if the lady who does the balls on her head is, is busy one time Oh, Red Panda, yeah, she's awesome. Yeah, she might be busy one weekend, and uh, and we could take take it's just, it's the three of us against that psycho from from the Matisse video. Great. All right. Well, that was a lot of fun. Um, what a world. Uh, happy birthday, James Harden. Turned thirty three. He got a big, like, bag of cash from a rapper. Um, little baby. Good for him. Must be nice. It doesn't seem like that thoughtful of a gift, though. You know, it's like, oh, I got you no. cash this year. Like, I know. feel like he got him that last year too. Like, I'm pretty sure James Harden got a suitcase full of cash last year as well from Little Baby. Like, I think that this is good to get. Like, some people give cam- candles. He gives suitcases with cash. And I didn't see a card, which is kind so of rude. How are you? Yeah, that is practicing not very this thank you note. That's so hard. Yeah, not nice um and you saw the did you guys see the video with the cake yes yeah i was i yeah. didn't really get why he threw it off it's not a real cake though. yeah but you know that you know what if the fish try to eat it because they think it's cake and then the, the you know the thing where the fish i don't really know how that works so i think and the fish would just get a it. the fish would just get a sugar rush that's what oh I I'm confused. It wasn't a real cake. Why did they have a fake cake? And then did he not like it? Why did he throw it in? I think it was a fake and cake. It didn't move. It like was definitely cake. a fake cake because it didn't move at all. Maybe it was um, a really good cake, though. It was well-tiered. I mean, they do put, Emily? like, rods in them and stuff. But I don't know. Emily so would know she's had a wedding. Why would throw a real cake out the, off the boat? I don't know. Why would you throw a fake was cake Was it part of his... Was it a part of his off-season diet that they were like? Maybe. Just like, but what was he getting married to himself for his 33rd birthday? I don't understand why he would have a giant tiered. But why would they hand him a big fake cake? I don't understand any of it. But I think it's possible that he wasn't quite sober at the time. Never. Well, good for him. Happy birthday, James. We're going to take a break. When we come back, Sixers go to South Carolina. Most likely game, I think. Here's a break. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. We're back. Sixers are officially going to have training camp in, uh, uh, I believe it's Charleston, South Carolina. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the uh, McAllister Fieldhouse. Um, is uh, the Citadel Sports whatever. So that's where it's going to be. They're all going to be traveling together and staying there at a sleepover camp. Um, and I think that'll be really nice. Hey, did you guys go to sleepaway camp together? Together. When you were growing Not together. <laughs> but when, when you guys were uh, kids growing up, either of you. Just some like sports ones, not like Jewish sleepaway camp. Any kind of sleepaway camp. So I... Oh, that's nice. Competitively. Yeah. Were you super into that? Yeah, I swam all the way through high school. I was the captain of oh, the cool. team. Wow. It's fine. It's fine. I don't know if we knew this. Oh. Not that interesting. I'm a, a big camp know. guy, though. Great. Mm-hmm. Drew. Um, coming in from down the shore, I'm. I, you know, we haven't talked to Drew about this personally, so we might not have this. Like, but we're gonna find out right here, right now. Um, Drew, we do, we do have a most likely. Wow, it's we been a few like. weeks. It's been a few weeks. Uh, Drew, how are you, buddy? I'm very good. Twenty-one is doing great. Um, I think it's 21. been a couple weeks. Definitely living it up. Uh, the shore, it was kind of like iffy weather down the shore are today. Shit, are you shit hammered right now? No. Why? Why not? Um, <laughs> I, I respect this podcast just enough to not be. Yes. Good. Uh, Good. I'm drunk on the podcast the all the time. time. What do you mean? Shit hammered on this podcast. So. <laughs> you guys are. You need to get the hard in line. <laughs> Yeah, that I I will partake in a hardened wine tasting, a hundred percent. Okay. Yeah. So we'll have to get four bottles of the hardened wine. Do we have to buy it online, or they sell it in the store? It's probably online. I think. Yeah. All right. Most likely, this is going to be just off the cuff shit because I was not prepared. But first one, since I was at the shore, um, and I swam in the ocean, the water was very warm today. Um, which sixer would most likely be able to fend off a shark in the ocean? We'll go Dan, Emily, Steve. Mm. Okay. Well, I think it's got to be someone pretty big. They're all pretty big, though. Someone pretty tough. Uh, I believe Joel still does not swim. Is that correct? Not sure. I won't be commenting to help you. On your All right. Answer. I believe Joel does not swim because uh, I remember I think Charles Barkley told him he should swim for conditioning because it would be better for his like knees and feet and stuff. And he said he can't. Um, so I am going to go with PJ Tucker. Uh, he just looks like the kind of guy who su- could successfully fend off a shark attack. I have I have nothing more for you uh, when it comes to that, uh, other than I'm going to uh, stall real quick. Uh, let's see. 
Uh, well, didn't P.J. Tucker played overseas also, right? So who did he play for when he played overseas? Did he play in China? A bunch of teams, I think. Did he play in China? Shanghai Sharks. Right, there's a team. So if he had to play against them, that could have been. No, I don't know. That's all I got. That's a that's a far reach, but noted. It's Emily. A good, it's a good one. It's good. Okay, so I'm going to say Matisse Thibel. I think that it's pretty common knowledge that you're not really supposed to fend off a shark like with pure brute force. You're supposed to like hit them where they're weak, like in their eyes. You're supposed to hit them and then go. And as we know, Matisse has a very long wingspan, so he would be far enough from the shark to hit him in his eyes and then get out of there. He's also Australian. I assume he can swim. He doesn't wear shoes, so he's like quick to get in and out of the water. Um, so I'm going to go with Matisse. Solid. Wow. Um, I'm going to go with Charlie Brown Jr. Um, where's Charlie Brown Jr. from? Philadelphia. Philadelphia. <laughs> what was in Philadelphia the other day? An alligator. An alligator. <laughs> Pretty close to On a leash. <laughs> A shark. So, mm. I think you have your answer. There. That's your final Charlie answer. Brown, All right. I think this is a pretty easy one. Who detains the alligator if you read the full article? So, there you go. No, I still think this is an easy one. Uh, Emily kind of has the most. <laughs> Emily kind of has the most sound <laughs> answer and explanation. Um, okay. Jeez. Uh it the I think NASA just released like, oh, we're going back to the moon, I think. So if there is one what do you mean back to the moon? <laughs> we're like on the fake moon. news podcast. No, no, no. It I'm I'm like I wouldn't be saying it if I wasn't sure. Like okay. they just released the new mission. So um who would be the six or most likely to land on the moon? with this next mission i guess when you said we're going back to the moon i thought you meant like us and i was like i've never been yeah. you meant nasa i see yeah i kind of generalize i got all you. of us i got you okay uh geez dan no not dan steve dan emily six year to go to the moon let's see hmm here. Hmm. Yeah, I'm going to go Jaden Springer. I'm going to say that um, second career sort of thing, um, you know, wraps up the basketball thing in a few short months and takes up science and takes a liking to it. Always been an intelligent player and um, not gonna win this one either, am I? Um, <laughs> just go ahead, goes ahead and goes to space. Thank you. All right, so I've realized that between Bezos and that other freak who went to space, uh, <laughs> The, those uh the billionaires who uh you know who they go to space it's they have you have to be a combination of two things which is you have to uh you have to uh be like kind of like a like a dork and really into like i just like have to get on a rocket ship uh and then two you have to have more money than you know what to do with so uh congrats to tobias harris on his uh, mission to space after he retires all right i'm okay right. And I'm going to go, I'm going to say James Harden. I'm going to think that he was upset that he wasn't able to be in the blockbuster smash hit Space Jam 2 that you could see on uh, HBO Max because he has a different, he's not with Nike. And so to one-up LeBron, he's going to actually go to the real space. That, that was a very thought-out answer. I enjoyed that. But I think Dan won this one. I wasn't even expecting Tobias Harris until the end, and it was good. 
Okay. Third question. Uh, Steve, if you don't get this one, I'm just going to eliminate you. because That's just how it is from this game. So Steve, you got to be on your, on your stuff before saying you're going to lose the round before you're done answering. Um, who, which sixer would most likely feature on a country song? We'll go Emily, Steve, Dan. Okay. Um, I'm going to say Tyrese Maxey. He's from Texas. He went to Kentucky. I feel like there's a lot of Southern roots in the kid. And so I feel like he might dabble in the country music plus he's got like a face for tv he's got a face for everything he's so freaking charming he could do whatever he wanted so i'm gonna say uh tyrese max all right yeah i um no pressure gonna have to um gonna have to ask you to go ahead and do me a favor navigate over to Daniel House, navigate over to his Instagram account. Make what me is research. He, what is he, in addition to being someone who made love in the bubble and someone who, <laughs> someone who is a good friend? The wing okay. <laughs> He's a musician, yeah, guys. Okay. He's a musician. Thank you very much. And you may be saying, um, but Stevie's a rap artist. This doesn't work for a country song. Ever heard of a song called Over and Over Again by Nelly? Dan hasn't. Oh, it's a country <laughs> rap. A hundred. It's a country rap crossover with Nelly and Tim McGraw. And it was great. So Florida Georgia Line did a gaggle of these. There's a there's also a with Nelly. Yes. <laughs> also, Nelly. Um, Dan House just had a, a project called Tetraphobia that just dropped on August fifth. You know the one, and uh, and I think he would be the sixer most likely to uh, feature on a country track. Dan, here's all I got. Charles Bassey. His last name has bass in it. So right? it's the That's, same. It's a kind of fish. And in country music, sometimes they talk about random stuff like fishing, you know? And so Charles Bassey, he's going to do that for himself. That's all I got. I don't know. I didn't know. That was a repeat explanation of another answer weeks ago. So I, but I think that time it was the instrument. I think we're talking right. about the instrument. We were talking about the instrument. No, he yeah. Play okay. The game, he's the fish now. So he's the fish. <laughs> he's the fish. You've used both your bassy like cards already. Did I use him? I I was the one who talked about the instrument. That was me. I don't remember. I don't know. This is too much. Uh, Steve, congrats. That was funny that you pulled the up the Instagram. It's all even. Tiebreaker. That's crazy how this works out. Um, all right. So this is it, right? Yeah, this is the last question. Okay. Uh, God, what else do I have in my room? Oh, the Eagles. <laughs> the Eagles are playing soon. Um, which sixer is, like, most likely to – be like a hidden Eagles fan, not show up to any of the games, but watches every single game like when they can, because obviously they're Sixers game song. So who's like a secret Eagles fan? And then maybe they'll send a tweet out uh, if we win. That's it. So a I should say like a closeted Eagles fan on the team. We'll go. Who went first last time? Uh, we'll go Steve, Emily, Dan. Mm -hmm. 
what I would have to say. They're all searching through Instagram right now. <laughs> yeah, no, the. Oh, Dan's got it. Perhaps we should do it what like would... first come, first serve. Does he got a lot of answers? The answer I will have to say is Joel and V, because Joel is the only one that I can think of with a known football allegiance. Joel is uh, a Packers fan. So. Joel tweets, go pack, go, and stuff like that. So the reason that he would be a closeted Eagles fan, well, he, he did go to an Eagles game, of course, and, and uh, he was with Ben. Was very excited he was with Ben that time, yeah. Um, but he would be closeted in that he wouldn't want to, right, there he is, um, miserable. Um, he, he wouldn't want to seem like a flip-flopper, you know, um because of all this go pack go stuff so that's it he would he would be closeted in that way um and he wouldn't want to seem like a poser in the city um he certainly isn't showing up to games in um eagles jerseys or anything like that he's not really a panderer he doesn't do any of that stuff you know he just shows up in sweatpants and you know t-shirts that's really what he does and um, he doesn't go out of his way to do any of that kind of stuff. He's not going to the union games like Tyrese. Um, so he would be the one in the, in the closet about the Eagles. Is it my turn? Yes. Okay. I'm going to say Furkan Korkmaz. Um, I don't think that American football is that popular in Turkey. So as he's lived here, you know, since he left Turkey, he needs a team and he probably, you know, caught the bird's fever a little bit, but because it's not that popular in Turkey, he might not know all the rules, all the intricacies. He doesn't want to like talk on Twitter or about it or go to games because he knows how into it Philadelphia fans are. He doesn't want to like look dumb, but he really, he supports the birds. He's getting into it. And one day he's going to just like unleash his birds fandom on us when he feels ready for it. So Furkan Korkmaz. Yeah, I was going to say, for the listener, Dan had a big reaction when Emily, uh, if you're not watching on YouTube, Dan Dan had a big reaction when Emily took Furkan in that. Uh, Dan really thought that he had the answer to this one, and uh, Emily sniped uh, Dan's answer. That, uh, that was a tough one. I, uh, ooh, yeah, that, uh, that was, that was what I was going to be going with. Uh, so yeah that was that was my answer uh i guess i'll have to say you know i don't know i forfeit i but that was my answer i felt very passionately about wow. that so wow that was the one for me i mean i think that makes my choice very easy um i think oh, it's a that's not steve <laughs> Not be swayed by groupthink. All do with all due respect, I think you've had better performances in the past than you did this evening. With all due respect. Um, okay, Emily, congrats. Emily, Once yeah. again, there is no reward. Just I'm I'm what out. season standings? Because I don't is our doc up to date here? I think Emily has two and we each have one. Yeah. That's what I thought. Okay. Seems right. Right. Good stuff. Um, the last thing that we would have this episode, Dan, are you caught up on The Bachelorette? I am. So I watched last week, but I didn't pay super close attention, and I watched the week before. Um, but I missed the like two or three weeks in between. Like in between. That's okay. Those so two you know what happened before. last week? Yes. But I also don't know everyone's names because I've missed like multiple. Weeks. That's all right. They're not that interesting. We don't so, know that much about them anyway. Last week on The Bachelorette, I mean, last week on Gastro, Emily and I talk about how much we love Tyler. He's from Philadelphia, or what he has a Philadelphia accent. He lives down the shore, Wildwood. And we go, we need to get Tyler on the pod. We're, we're reaching out. He's like the best. You know, we're throwing our support fully behind Tyler. Absolute kiss of death. Poor guy. He's 
wonderful. He brings her to the shore and he has the most heartbreaking exit in bachelorette history. Emily, what, what were your thoughts on this? It was really bad. I just wanted her to make him stop talking. It was one of those situations oh where I was like, God. just stop him. Just stop him from talking. Just stop. Uh, this happened one time in the final episode where I don't remember the bachelorette, but she let like the guy she wasn't picking get down on one knee and give his entire <laughs> spiel and then oh was God. like, can you stand up, please? And then like was like, That's it's awful. not you. It was like, so that was actually more heartbreaking because that was, he was like on one knee. That was bad. Um, this was the second most because he just kept going and going about how perfect she was and all of this. And then they showed his poor family and they were so excited to meet this girl. Oh. And he was like, she's not coming. You know, she told me that she wasn't ready. I still love her, but... Oh, he was Jesus with his family, Christ. you know? It was rough. It was really and hard to watch. Like it was very uncomfortable. She got to Wildwood. She was like, I'm sorry. I'm not going to help you close up your fucking shop every day. She was like, Live in the apartment be... over your Papa Shot game. Exactly. I, I love when he was like, yeah, okay, I'll meet you there. I got to close up. And he was like, doing the chain. <laughs> she was like, I'm out. Oh my God, I love that guy. And I need more of him. You know, he can be the bachelor. I mean, like, he's great looking. He's, I think we'll you know, see him on Paradise. He has the face for good. Paradise. He's too good for Paradise. And he just has Andrew, I hear. Our friend of the podcast, Andrew, is going to be on Paradise. Can we, can we get him back on to talk about it? Or, I mean, he's about to know. be on Paradise in a second. So, yeah, we even talked about him going on Paradise when he was on. I don't yeah. forget what he said, but. And he first. wouldn't commit to it. He, I mean, he admitted that they were trying to get him on, but he, right. I think he wasn't doing it. Um, yeah. Dan, any thoughts on uh, Tyler, who we were in hot pursuit over um, to get him yeah, on? I mean, that, uh, that, that was tough one to watch, for sure. Uh, not just because he kept going, but, like, it, it, it sucks that, like, Cause like if I were in his shoes, I would feel especially bad that it like felt more like a burden on like other people I cared about than if like she just like dumped me before hometowns or something. Cause like right. they all assembled there to meet her. Like people came to the same place like from wherever to like oh like you know Tyler's bringing this girl that I want to meet, and you know he's so important to us. We want to meet her, and then. He had to like go and tell them like yeah she's not coming like the reason you all came here like sorry not happening yeah bad breakup bad bad breakup who do you and, think uh, they pick now do you have any faves we think they pick uh tino don't like him um the parents absolutely hilarious and mean as shit um my favorite part was when they get out of there and they said, he's a fuck. I don't like him at all. Um, Tino. Um, they get out there. Did they he do down. something that I missed? He's like manipulative. I don't, uh, I don't yeah, like Yeah, he's him. a bit whiny. I haven't been watching. He's whiny and, but, but I definitely think she's going to pick him because like the yeah. whole time with every other guy, they're all like, vying for her but she's like vying for him like it seems like she's trying to win tino it's like a very different thing but they sit down outside his parents like torture dungeon and they sit down and he goes first of all they adore you she's like they fucking don't it was horrible what are you talking about she, don't be, she said tino tino come on like it's just like a classic like <laughs> come on um and uh gabby gabby's guys have all said that they don't want to get married and it's like guys isn't it like in the contract you have to marry someone it's like part of the show um the guy with the small mouth didn't have his hometown yet but he goes next week he goes he the guy Monday. With the even he's got yeah yeah he's got a small mouth oh i didn't know uh, that's how we refer to him i wasn't aware He's, he's, he's got a tiny one. Halfier um, and Gab's mouth. lists. Are anyone, is anyone left on them? No, no, but Gab, you know, it's funny you say that. 
Gab's list lasted longer than mine, and tonight I cooked her dinner as a as her prize. Oh, nice. Um, sorry, I'm boring you, Dan. Jesus Christ. If we do no, late podcasts. I'm tired. <laughs> um, uh, who do you guys think wins? Oh, yeah. Who do you think wins Gabby's? I think it's Eric, but I really like Jason. He just seems so normal. And I feel like they're good, like opposites attract, like balancing acts, because she's kind he of seems like a nice guy. outgoing. And he's like yeah. older. Like they're both in their 30s, which I think is mm-hmm. nice. Yeah. Dan, but, any thoughts on the winners? I don't remember everyone's names. So I can't be wrong. I'll only be wrong about the six of them on this podcast, not about the Bachelorette. Well, and this week you were proven wrong about Batista Eibel. Absolutely. We'll see you on the court. Well, the reason I didn't know is because no one can know. There's only like five people in the world who can really know. Right. However many NBA players, and then uh, Drew Hanlon, and the guy with the tattoos, and uh, uh, Chris Johnson. Those are the people that Ah, yeah, yeah. All right. Um, thank you for listening. Steve J. Littman, Third and Girl, Gastro Blues Pod, DA Pelts, 13, Gastro Blues Pod, a Sixers podcast um, on YouTube. Throw us a subscription, follow and rate and review and, and do everything you need to do. Be safe and be great. We love you. Talk to you next week. <laughs>